Blog Talk Radio. Show. 
We are glad that you all are with us tonight. We got a phenomenal show tonight. Uh, tonight's topic is Are We Too Woke? Um, are we doing too much? So we're going to talk about what's going on in the community. We're going to talk about um, a bunch of stuff. So, of course, we got a hot topic tonight. So, Scales is going to drop that for us a little bit later on. Uh, and in hot topic, we're going to be talking about what's been setting the internet ablaze. We're talking about what's going on with, um, you guys saw the interview um, last Friday with Cat Williams. We're going to talk about that in hot topic. Um, and then we got the best, of course, in uh, indie music. So as always, if you're listening to us on live, on one of our live feeds, then please do us a favor and uh, put your comments and hit the share button um, so that uh, we can get this show popping. And also, if you want to call in at any time during tonight's show on any segment, give us a call at 929-477-2304 and press the number one to let us know that you've got a question or a comment. Again, that number is 929-477-2304. That's the call-in number. Before we get into these news, let me say what's up to um, to my co-hosts, or at least one of them for now, because the other one ain't here yet. But uh, let me say what's up to Ms. Kels Johnson, the CEO of Curvy Kitten Clothing. What's going on, Kels? How you doing today? What up? I'm, I'm doing okay. Still kind of fighting this cold, so, you know, got a little little nasally tonight on my voice, but y'all know y'all just bear with me. But, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Ready to have fun. Good, good, good. That's good. Glad glad you're here. Glad you're ready. We got a lot to do tonight, so uh, we're going to go ahead and get into a Q&B with us in just a second. So um, she... She got to go take the babies to get some. Y'all know how it is when you got kids. You got to go and do mama stuff. So she, she doing mama stuff. Yeah. So she'll be with us in just a minute. Good for mom. Uh, of course, you know she do everything. I don't know how. I don't know how. First of all, I'm gonna say I don't know how any any mothers do it. Like y'all got to have something in that make you stay up all the time. Cause I, I don't see it. So salute to all all mothers. I, I don't see how you do it. So, all right, let's get into the news. We're going to start, we're going to start with uh, Michael Jordan, the one that does not um, that does not invest in prisons. You know, that's the rule we like to float around. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Um, <laughs> report, the reports are saying that Michael Jordan has donated $2 million for Florence Relief and Recovery Aid. So Michael Jordan, who grew up in the Wilmington, North Carolina, in, in Wilmington, North Carolina, close to where Florence came um, as a Category 1 hurricane, has donated $2 million to relief, recover, to relief and recovery agency. Uh, Jordan says that um, it's truly devastating for me to see damage that Hurricane Florence is doing to my beloved home state of North Carolina and surrounding areas. Um, Jordan also says um, that, so he said that on his, on his uh, website, he also says that you got to take care of home and so that since where he is originally from, he is personally donating two million dollars uh, to the um, uh, to the families in the Wilmington area. So, Kel, what's your thoughts on Michael Jordan donating donating his money? Um, I, I mean, I think it's good. We always hear uh, negative reports about Michael Jordan doesn't do enough. 
Are you not doing anything? So I'm glad that, you know, he came out quickly and and show you know, showing his support for his hometown and he even had a quote that says, you know, you have to take care of home that is it's a hard it's a tough pill to swallow when devastation hits your home. So I'm glad that he's doing it and I'm glad that he, you know, didn't have to be coerced or didn't have to, you know, get called out to do so. So Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm a mother always so He's good and that's that's actually the reason why I want to do it. First of all, first of all, it's a good thing to do, and I think we all need to, you know, remember that when something happens to one of us, it happens to all of us. But we are mm-hmm. very good um, at pointing out negatives. So I wanted to show show something good that the brother was doing. So salute right. to Michael Jordan. Salute to Michael Jordan. Yes, MJ. Yeah. All right. Next story in the news. <laughs> Um, Anita Hill. So for those, before I read the story, um, this is about Anita Hill um, and the what's going on with um, oh, went blank. Brett Kavanaugh. Um, so for those who don't know, um, he is the gentleman who President Trump has put up to be uh, to be the next person to sit in the vacant seat in on the Supreme Court. Um, as of last week, last week I believe it was. Um, there was some, there was a sexual assault uh, allegation that came up, and so Anita Hill. For those who don't remember, Anita Hill was the uh, sister who went through the same thing in 1991 when Clarence Thomas was put on the seat. So she wrote a pretty interesting um, article in the New York Times that talks about what they should do um, this time to get it right. And so I thought this was a um, pretty interesting article. So I'm going to skip down to the parts where she talks about what they should do, um, and then you can go from there. So what she says is the committee should um, refrain from pitting the public interest um, in, conf- in, conf- in confronting sexual harassment against the need for a fair confirmation hearing. Uh, she says our interest in um, the integrity of the Supreme Court uh, and in eliminating sexual misconduct, especially in our public institutions, are entirely compatible. Uh, both are aimed at making sure that our judicial systems operate um, with legitimacy. She says that they should select a neutral investigative body with experience in sexual misconduct cases that will investigate the incident in question and present its findings to the committee. Outcomes of such investigations are more reliable and less likely to be perceived as tainted by partisanship. She says that senators must then rely on the investigators' conclusions, along with advice from experts to frame the questions they ask Judge Kavanaugh and uh, Blasley, Dr. Blasley. Um, again, she says the senators' fact-finding rules must guide their behavior. The investigators' report should frame the hearing, not politics or myths about sexual assault. Um, and then finally, she says... Um, they should refer to Christine Bailey uh, Blasley, excuse me, Ford by her name. Um, she was once anonymous, but no longer. Uh, she says she's not simply um, Judge Kavanaugh's accuser, but she does. But Dr. Blasley is a human being with a life of her own. She deserves the respect of being addressed and treated as a whole person. What you think, Kel? What you think? Um, I hadn't been following this story, so I mean. I had to get caught up on it, and 
uh, definitely, I do remember, you know, when when she was in the same, you know, in the same seat uh, against um, Clarence Thomas. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'd like to think that she wrote the article and then put in what should happen for those of us who don't really know exactly what these proceedings things mean. You know, mm-hmm. we figure that the old boys club can sweep it under the rug and, and try to diminish um, the allegations or are not taken seriously. Uh, so from my understanding that it, the investigation just lasted a week before the hearing or that's the part that I really, I was trying to go see if I could find another article to kind of catch me up. But uh, I think that was something that she brought out that they're doing a hearing after a week. So did the lady just do the claim a week ago? It was about a week, a little over, it was a little over a week ago, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm correct. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hope it's the right thing. With it being in the public and with the Me Too movement, you think that the right thing will happen. But, you know, we just have to, we just have to watch and see. But I am going to follow it, you know, going forward because I want to see if the same thing is going to happen. You know, that happened with a new deal. So yeah, I'm interested definitely interested in it now. So here's here's my here's my question and uh Q I Q I know you're you're on now. Uh, here's my question. So this uh allegation happens um when they were in high school when he was fifteen. Uh it says when he was fifteen years old. Um I am I am try how does that weigh into this Discussion or this decision, you know, or how how do we look at this? Well, how do we really? Was how do we he fifteen? Was he fifteen mm-hmm. or was she fifteen? Um, well, I believe I believe he was fifteen. Oh, okay. So I thought he was an adult and that she was fifteen. So this is essentially, and I'm like hell. Um, when she was 15 years old, um, I just scrolled. I was looking okay, for 15 in the article. It says she was 15. Not saying that he wasn't, but I'm looking at the sentence where 15 stands out, and it says she was 15. Um, okay. Hmm. So were they both? I mean, if they were both in high school, yeah, that's kind of that's, that's kind of little... shaky. But if he was grown and she was 15, I guess I just assume that. Um, yeah. Then I can see it still having, you know, still being prevalent. But if they're both mm-hmm. in high school, it's kind of, geez, I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. yeah, and I can see they were both in high school. What happened? Yeah. I could, I could see as I thought through it. Cause somebody raised that point up in in the conversation because I I didn't catch the fifteen thing either initially, um, but I do think that. It's something that obviously, if it goes to pattern, you know, then if it goes to the state of who he is, I do think, you know, uh, that there should be an investigation. But I, I, I wonder, what I wonder is if this should be an investigation that happens, like, according to like Anita Hill, something that's done before it comes to the this committee in Congress, so that way then we can make that, you know, that can determine, can be determined if it's something that they want to bring out at that point. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know. 
Yeah, we might have to do some further research and see what's really going on. That's that's. I thought that was an interesting. What'd you say, Kel? I said I want to know how old he was. If she was only fifteen, you know, were they both fifteen? Right, because that matters. It does matter, and uh, and for the reasons that you mentioned, when it it speaks to um, patterns, it speaks. Are there more people that have had this experience with him? You know, all kinds of things come into play, and and. If they were both teenagers, you know, we've all been teenagers, but that doesn't necessarily excuse whatever happened because they were True. teenagers. Um, it's just a matter of, again, you know, I, I'm a, people can change and grow, but then they can also mm-hmm. stay very much in the same place. So if mm-hmm. anything, this yeah. thing speaks to me to dig a little deeper. There's definitely a cause for uh, some some investigating. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Yep. And yes, I'm with Kel. I want to know how he was too. That is important. <laughs> we need to know. Yeah. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to keep up with that. I have to do some more research because I that that is a definitely an interesting question and something to look at. You know, and and I you know she also um, said something about. Um, oh, sorry, I was reading. Uh, she also said something about in a different article that just came out a few minutes before we started that she would have liked to see. Um, a uh, the FBI do a full investigation to this matter, and I think that was actually I, I kind of agree with that. Like it would be good, you know, to have a a body that is supposedly nonpartisan um, right. look into this to see, you know, what's going on. Again, like I said, then present that to uh, the judiciary, the judicial Senate committee, in order to. Say okay, this is something that should or shouldn't, but this is something that really is is a problem. Um, yeah. Trump wouldn't give it any peace though. If the FBI did take it on, he would discredit it from the word go. It wouldn't give any more validation as far as the White House was concerned. You know what I'm saying? Because he's talking about the FBI every time he turns around. So if they were to take it on, a local agent, a local government would have a more. Uh, Likely case, you know, a more valid, uh, what is the word I'm trying to say, relevant case as far as he's, you know, the White House is concerned um, than the FBI. Mm-hmm. He would he would say it from the word go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't think, you know, I, I, I hate to say this, but I don't, I, he's not loyal, so I don't see him even, if, if something like this were investigated and had come up previously, I don't even see, unless there was some kind of, under the table money thing happening, you know, where like he had to do it because somebody, you know, one of his big donors. Or something. I don't even see him wanting to touch it because he's not loyal. He's loyal, you know, so he's not the type of person who, you know, I can see really trying to stick his neck out for somebody who does not, you know, that doesn't benefit him. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I agree. All right. Let me keep going. Okay. We got one more real quick. I think this is a pretty interesting one. So, um, Naomi Osaka, um, Black Enterprise, um, reports that Naomi Osaka is on her way to becoming one of the highest-paid women in sports. Um, So the article says that in addition to beating Serena Williams, the Japanese Haitian tennis star has inked two major endorsement deals with Adidas and Nissan, putting her on the fast track to becoming one of the biggest and wealthiest women in sports. 
Uh, so the 20-year-old won her first Grand Slam t- uh, title September 8th in a dramatic showdown with Williams. Um, we're going to skip that part. Uh, so I don't want to talk about that again. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, she, walked, <laughs> she walked away with the three point with uh, three point million eight million dollar paycheck uh, from winning the U.S. Open and international fame that's catching the attention of big brands. So she signed a deal with Adidas. Um, it says previously she was with Adidas um, with a six figure. She had a six figure contract with Adidas, but that's expiring at the end of the year. And uh, um, reportedly, she's planning to re-sign with Adidas uh, for a deal worth $8.5 million um, a year for the next three years. Um, is there wow. also Nissan? Right. It doesn't say how much the Nissan deal is, but um, she signed one with, with Nissan as well. So, um, yeah, what do you guys think of that?
that sisterhood may or may not have come together after the fact because no matter whose side you were rocking with, that was traumatic for both of them. That whole competition, yeah. this, this go-round has been a, an issue for both of them. So I really would love to know if there was a conversation and what it consisted of between those two because they're both, you know, minority. They're both not really set up to win as far as their particular sport is concerned, and I really wonder what kind of wisdom or if she took the time to reach out to her and, and impart some wisdom on her. I thought I think that would be a really cool move on her part if she did do that. Not obligated in any way, but I think that would be a really, really uh, clean move of hers, and I would not be surprised if we heard she did later on. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure they saw. Well, I don't want to say I'm sure, but with the kind of <laughs> transparent, uh, transparency we've seen with Serena before, I wouldn't be surprised either. So she she yeah. probably reached out to her at least at some point, if not, you know, at least the same day. Yeah, that was rough. It I was know. rough to watch. I can't imagine what it was like to be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's one of how that's her, you know, one of her uh, motivations, or that was one of her. We call it. Um, oh gosh, can't think of the word. Uh, I don't want to use idol, but that was one of the people. You know, she looked up to Serena. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't see Serena not reaching out. Yeah. Yeah, one of her role models. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right, y'all. That's time. That's time. We got to go. I don't want to get in trouble with Kill. We got to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, hey, this help. section was – this section – was brought to you by um, 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 Global Drive Network's Level Up Conference. So today uh, we announced, I announced that we, uh, in August 9th, 10th, and 11th of 2019, um, Global Drive Network is hosting, we are hosting our first conference called the Level Up Conference um, in uh, the Chicagoland area. Um, So it is two and a half days of us giving you uh, instruction, giving you information, uh, on how to level up in the areas of faith, family, and finance. Uh, you're also going to get, um, if you come to the conference, you'll get to participate in our full throttle networking event, our lunch pad luncheon, our power panel, our empowerment banquet, um, as well as our um, wonderful teachers who are going to be, again, giving you guys some of the best information, again, in um Faith in the areas of faith, family, and finance. We're also going to have uh, vendor um, vendor opportunities for you. So um, again, go to our website and get more information at www.levelupchicago.com. Again, that's www.levelupchicago.com. Um, this first song tonight. Uh, it's not a new one, but it is uh, "Rally Up" by Chris. I can't even say his last name, so I won't even attempt it today. But uh, this is probably our first song of the night. After this, we're going to get into hot topics, so do not go anywhere. All right, we'll be right back on the Soup Radio Show.
trying to dance. I just want to play that. I was, I was trying to dance in my chair. What? I was trying to dance. I was trying to dance. It wasn't working. It wasn't working. It had that get ready to go out vibe. Like, you know, you're getting dressed and you got to, you're just moving around, hopping around. Like, yeah. that. I had to get ready to go out and have a good time vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, was <laughs> I danced a little bit on my live at the end. I was like, I might as well practice my dance move while we got the instrumental. Right. <laughs> Body line for the one time. Body line. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was a lovely intro intro into our next segment, which is the hot topic. Uh, today's Ooh. hot topic is brought to you by Curvy Kitten Clothing, where self reflection is perfection. You can find all of the Curvy Kitten designs at www.curvykitten.com. If you do purchase an item, you can use the coupon code KKNEW, that is K-K-N-E-W, and get you an extra 10% off. So, the hot topic today uh, is about the whole beef, I guess, ex-beef with Tiffany Haddish and Cat Williams. So, Cat Williams does an interview last Friday on, what's the name mm-hmm. of the show? Um, oh, God, this was Wanda. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, he gets on the show and he basically um, he says some things about a few comedians actually, but he really goes in kind of on Tiffany Haddish and basically made comments that her success wasn't I want to say well deserved, but that it wasn't due to her being a comedian. So basically, I feel like he was trying to downplay her comedy. And, you know, he kept saying things like, oh, well, she read a script. She didn't write a script. I write. And I, I, you know, but his tone was just, was very hateful and, and condescending. And, you know, I think it was a shock uh, to a lot of us. But, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and, and Tiffany came back very gracefully and just said, you know, that she finally made it since somebody, you know, so basically he, talking about her with without facts and that she can't wait to see him at the Emmy and she's just going to love on him. So yep. we, you know, we saw both sides of this reaction and I'm going to get to the host, but really I want to talk about, I do want to talk about what happened with them, but basically get into a broader topic of why things like this seems to happen amongst us when there's success involved. There's always some type of beef or Someone trying to downplay, you know, the successes of a, you know, a colleague, basically. Mm-hmm. So, uh, she was over there in the amen corner. <laughs> what do you think? What's your thoughts on this whole situation and Cat talking and running his mouth? Well, um, and I like that you added the broader conversation to this um, because it's necessary. This seemed extremely petty to me. Um, and it seemed very unnecessary on behalf of Kat. Um, it seems as though everybody, and I think this is going to answer more of your follow-up than the initial. My my main thought on the whole Cat Williams thing is we're used to Cat talking like this. It just seemed, I think yeah. we just caught off guard because it was so out of left, like where did this come from type of thing. Um, exactly. I think this kind of speaks to 
how for so long we as a people have felt that our struggles have been silent. So whenever we get any type of platform, we want to highlight how we ourselves personally and those who have struggled along with us have somehow struggled more so than someone else, regardless of of if we may, you know, be cool or whatever, yeah, that's cool, but they didn't do what I did. They didn't go through what I went through to get where I am. And when I heard this interview, that's all I got from that, because the the comics that he compared to her are not in anywhere near, aside from the fact that they both make funny, <laughs> don't have the same target on their demos are different. Right. The people that they're going and um, shopping their talent for are looking for different things from a Tiffany Haddish audience than a Melanie Camacho audience. They're looking for a different type of profitability from Tiffany Haddish as opposed to a Melanie Camacho. Now, Tiffany Haddish did not have any type of power when Melanie Camacho had her time. So why are we bringing her up in comparison to someone now that it's her time to shine? Because she was doing a chitlin' circle with you, cat. Okay, that's good for y'all. Give her a job like you've been doing. But why does that have to do anything with Tiffany? You know what I'm saying? So it just seems extremely unnecessary, and it highlighted how we have to always grandstand our own because we felt like no one cares about it. So as soon as he gets an opportunity to say, oh, she's cool, but check out these folks, it just seemed really unnecessary. It was very unnecessary and distasteful, in my opinion. I, I did not like it at all. It yeah, was not cute. I, and I, also, I like the fact that you said that it, it seemed like it kind of came out of left field. Like, they didn't say, so what do you think about Tiffany Haddish? You know what I mean? I, <laughs> I think that's what really made it seem even more distasteful mm-hmm. <laughs> is that you went on this whole grandstand about something they didn't really bring up in the interview. So what, what's your take on it, Wynn? Well, okay, so I think – I looked at it as he wasn't he wasn't just talking about Tiffany Haddish. I think what he was doing was he was because he when he brought, for example, Kevin Hart, Little Real, mm-hmm. he I, I looked at it from the perspective of he was trying to say that A if you play to white people and if white people don't see you as somebody in his words were somebody who black people would want to sleep with was the way he, he put it. Um, and then he later on said that if you're light-skinned, you'll get more, um, you know, you'll be accepted more. The Tiffany Haddish part came in because he talked about how the reason they liked her was because um, she said she wanted to sleep with Brad Pitt and she had a white husband. Which mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how true to that at all. But I didn't, I think that what he was trying to say in an inappropriate way I would say, uh, was that he was that it's not about, in this instance, it wasn't about skill. It was about who she knew. It was about whether or not she could, her, Kevin Hart, and Little Real. And then she said somebody else, Hannibal, Hannibal, uh, the guy who talked about Bill Cosby, Hannibal, whatever his last name is, and somebody mm-hmm. else. Um, so he talked about somebody. Um, Joseph Tay, Joseph, someone. He's a new. He's a. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So yeah. I mean, I, I don't necessarily. I, I I agree with with Q to the point that I think that we do have this thing where we like to put 
assume we put each other down, but I actually think you it has more probably to do with the fact that we maybe we don't really have power against anybody else. I mean, who is he going to – like, he can't say nothing against Jerry Seinfeld. I mean, like, nobody right. can like, – you know what I mean? So all he has is to talk about somebody who he feels like somebody like that. Um, it was, I mean, it was a bit of a hate, it was a hater comment. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, but I think that <laughs> I looked at it from it was it was a hater comment. Yeah. Uh, but I think again, I think he had to. It wasn't just him. He had it. He was really. I think he was really talking about everybody who is marketable versus people who don't look, quote unquote, like people would want you to quote unquote look like or say that you're marketable. Right. And and that and that aspect, I did catch what he was trying to say. And I just mm-hmm. want to go to one of the comments from uh, one of the posts that we put up about the Hot Topics. Um, it comes from Jesus saying, she says, I don't think he was hating, but I don't think he was justified. There are many ways to express your thoughts. He sounded hateful when he could have said the same thing and sounded like he was joking. And, you know, or sounded like he was simply offering factual statements. And that, I wanted to glean from that to say, yeah, he could have absolutely done that. If you you were, he was bragging about being a writer, you know, not just reading scripts and all this kind of stuff. So you could have said what you had to say more eloquently, and I think you could have laid, left the name dropped out of it unless you were going to try to mention some of those people who you don't think get the um, the same attention. But to me, where the hate comes in, and where we where we as a culture have to stop dismissing is that no you went you went for Tiffany because she's hot right now. If mm-hmm. she wasn't doing this right now you wouldn't have mentioned Tiffany's name. So yeah, it was it was definitely some hate there, period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you wouldn't have for Kevin Hart. You would you said some names that, you know, you thought should have more power, but you you definitely went after some people who had success it and you didn't have to say that at all. You could have said the same things that you said and put it in a comedic, you know, way, because you are a writer. You could have said I, that I a lot more I'm a, eloquently, in my opinion. I think it was it was divisive. <clears throat> that was my it was divisive. It was a divisive mm-hmm. statement that, and for me, not just in this instance, but in general, I think that's that's an issue. Like we got to stop being divisive, in especially mm-hmm. in those types. of of formats because, like, it's, it's, we all we got, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, right. You have to look and at it like, hey, yeah. this is who you have. And so, yeah, Tiffany's hot. Um, you know, Kevin Hart is hot. Like, you can't how how they got there at this point. I mean, I'm not saying it's not it's not relevant, but I think for the sake of you know um, using it to try to bring them down. You know, it's maybe not the best move, but instead look to see what they're doing um, and figure it out. Because I think both of them, if I looked at Kevin Hart versus Tiffany Addis, the way the way they got to where they are, I mean, they funny or not, they grinded. You know, I mean, they grinded. Yeah. They they leveraged. You know, they they got there's a path there for them. Right. So, you know. Um, and I think you know I I like the fact that mention um you know that the same thing that we're that we're kind of saying a, a lot of people pulled out the fact that it was just simply 
him tearing down people that look like him that are his colleagues. Period. You could have said a lot of things. You wanted to get back at the man. You want to talk about Netflix, all of that. Even if he wanted to mention Monique and, you know, what happened with her, you didn't have to name all those names you, you named that are successful. And yep. why do you think that uh, Wynn kind of touched on it, that, you know, maybe that's because those are the only we feel like we have a little power or we can say that type of thing. Do you think that we feel like we have the right to say that because, uh, like he's telling he had the right to say that because he, you know, those are his colleagues or maybe he feels because he's on the same level as them? Um, well, you know, why okay, would so he when he talked about the, like, the, the Netflix part of it, when he was talking about that and those names he mentioned in that part of the discussion, I actually didn't have an issue with that. I didn't have an mm-hmm. issue with him saying, with him saying, you know, that it's one thing to get a deal; it's another thing for people to listen to it. Jabbar Carmichael, that's what his name was, you know. And so he brought yeah. out him, and he brought out somebody else to say, you know, yeah, they'll give you a deal, and how they, you know, how they give you deals based on, you know, your previous tour and blah blah blah. So I didn't, I didn't necessarily have an issue with that part because I think that sheds some light on. You know, on even the whole issue that we were having before, from when when yeah. Monique was asking for the boycott, so that to me was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, okay, that there there provides some legitimacy to that discussion. So I didn't necessarily mm-hmm. have an issue with that. You know, it's it's just the tearing. It's just when you get to the point where again, where you're being divisive and you're trying to pit the what did he say, forty six other female comedians who she jumped over. Against her, that's where it's like <laughs> I think it's where, you, right. where it gets confusing. And, and and that's what yeah. I mean. And not not necessarily to the the argument about Netflix. What I'm meaning is um, to the statement that why do we feel like we have to even say that those 46 women that get skipped over? It just wasn't their time. You don't. It's not a line to say now is your time to shine. There's no line to say that. It happens There's when no I line that says, you're 42nd in line, so you can't shine right now. So you see yeah. what I mean? Like, why do we have to, why do we have to share success? Moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And would you, and it's, I agree. And I, I kind of want to do this. I, I've been seeing different comments on this and how people have been responding. You know, it's it's one of those things. He, he picked apart her process and mm-hmm. her platform. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he, he came for her as a comedian. And, yes, he covered a lot of the other stuff, but it got more mm-hmm. personal with her. Um, and and it, he had the opportunity. The point he was making, what you said earlier, when about her being involved with, you know, being interested in white people and making it, you know, white men and making it obvious and her skin tone appealed to a greater audience and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. It just it seemed like there are enough valid examples of this, that he could have done what Kel said and make it a more tactful argument than to go for her specifically and her mm-hmm. process um, in, in this moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are enough valid facts that people would have been like, huh, you're right. You know what I mean? And maybe drawn their mm-hmm. own conclusion out of the 42 other actresses, that I mean, comedians that he talked about or whoever. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's mm-hmm. just, I 
killed. It, it could have been done a lot more tactfully than what he did. Sure. And it seems like yeah. it was unfaithful. Okay, he did yeah. the name. Yeah. I can agree with that. I just, Cat, I think he had Cat to. Cat Williams said Tiffany Haddish are the same color. <laughs> Cat, what are you talking about? You said what? What are you talking about? I said Tiffany Haddish and Cat Williams are the same skin complexion. Their complexion is the same color. So what is he talking about? Yep. Yeah, I don't think Who's Did y'all catch how he said this is what I want? Huh? Huh? Who, who and Tiffany Haddish have the same complexion? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm just saying. I I think he had to pick. I think he had to pick her because she is at the top of the totem pole. So she had. He had to pick her. He had to pick Seven Heart. He had to. And and here here's the other part to your previous what you were saying before. My my opinion is I think the reason why, part of the reason why we do that is in a lot of our um, corporate settings, in a lot of our, you know, even in like team settings and stuff like that, some of that stuff is, you know, you're taught to wait your turn, be a team player, your time will come, you know, be a support to, you know. And so I think some people go into it, you know, have that same mindset, not realizing to your point, Kels, that there, you know, there is, you know, it's not just a, a small pie, and we fighting for a little, a little piece. You know, like we don't have that mindset anymore. Like, the, you know, say the world is yours, and it's a huge, it's a huge pie that all of us can eat plenty and get fat off of, um, if you know, if we don't have to do that. And I think for me, that's that's the huge issue that I have with it is. Again, there is enough for all of us. There's plenty for, mm-hmm. you know, for all 47 people, you know, to eat <laughs> and eat well. Right. Um, I mean, it, it is. It's a lot out there. And so instead of, you know, pitting female comedians against one another, like figure out a way or, you know, male comedians against male comedians or black comedians against black, like let's figure out, Okay, if you got, you know, if you kick open, you know, get the door open. Let me kick, kick it open a little further so the next person. And let me get in the room and bring somebody else. If we could start doing that, instead of trying to wait till she get on top. Now that Tiffany's on top, now let's do our best to tear her down. Same thing with Kevin Martin. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. what we can stop. And Taysa mentioned about, you know, you uh, colorism that we do see that. You know, in our own community, and, and we have conversations about it. But to me, I felt like, you know, some of his arguments were all over the place because you can't say mm-hmm. in one breath that Tiffany has all the success because she's lighter if you're the same complexion, one. And number two, if you mention Kevin Hart in the same argument and he's not. Like, you can't. Right. Well, yeah, but that was that was what he he did. He didn't mention them for. He mentioned them. He mentioned Kevin and the guys. Remember, he said because those were men who women do not find attractive, and nobody mm-hmm. to sleep with. So they weren't intimidating to. Like they're not intimidated by those people. That's why they like those. And then he used that argument with her. Right. So yeah, yeah. I know that. Yeah, I know they were two different arguments, but I'm saying that was too much for a five minute interview. Like why are you talking? You know what I mean. You can't put all of that into one 
it, yeah. you, know, you can't count that in the one hand because you really, right now, you really sounding like a hater because it sounds like you're just picking out successful people and, and trying to say that they shouldn't be successful. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have even, why would you even go there and, and have all you those arguments with one sex? It reminds me of the homeboy who hit homegirl with all the thesis when she asked for the twenty dollars for the field trip. Like he's been wanting to say that for a while. Y'all know I believe in that. I believe like Winfrey, just like you said, when our one of y'all said when uh maybe Q when you get that platform you know, you get that platform but now you wanna put everything yeah. out there like, Oh, yeah. I got this five minutes, I'm yeah. about to go in. Like, I really yeah. feel like that's what he did. Like, he, oh, he done said that to somebody else. He done said that before on the road or to one of his homies because that was a lot to say in a few minutes about these people who ain't said nothing about him. Like, that, it's a whole bunch they could be saying about you, Kat. We lifted you up when you was out there uh, rolling around on the concrete and stuff out there. And now you want to come for everybody. Yeah. 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 We we wrote. Right. So did y'all see the, okay, so did y'all see the second part, the other part of this interview where him and the co-host got into it, him and Wanda got into it? (laughs) Mm-hmm. No, see, I didn't go to that. I didn't go to that far. What happened with that? So the short <laughs> version is she she made some, she tried she poked the bear and got eight. Um, yeah, okay. she got eight bad. She got eight real bad. Like she tried to she tried to you know she made some jokes about him and about his hair and stuff like that. And he went back about her hair. Um, about you know, can she cook? Her lipstick, like her weight, like he he went in on her, and yeah, and apparently I guess the following night, um, her husband, like, well, he came back up to her at the comedy club or something. She says and said something to him, and her husband confronted him. The report was that it was a, he pulled a gun, but she doesn't say that he did that. And neither does he. But um but apparently yeah. Apparently, yeah, there was he told him go go somewhere, man. So yeah, it got pretty bad. It got pretty bad. She she didn't Yeah. She didn't let's say she didn't want it. He 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 gave her that he gave her that okay. one too. Yeah, he did. It was, it was bad. I saw the jokes, but I didn't, you know, I didn't hear that part. Um, yeah. Uh, now that part hey. I didn't find a problem with. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know when you roast somebody, you know when you get roasted real bad and you just sit there and you just want to cry. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or that's like it's, that's, mm. it was that bad. Yeah. Oh Lord, I'm gonna to see that so I can laugh. You know, no, well, you, know, no, 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 you know what I mean? When you think back on it, though, it really wasn't that bad. It was just that she it's didn't bad. have she needed to come back at him with. If, if he it's didn't bad. really say, in my opinion, I don't know. I might have seen some different road sessions of you. But to me, it didn't seem <laughs> as though he really went 
it was bad. Now it was bad, but like he didn't just like finish her. He she just didn't have anything to come back at him with. So it appeared as though he was just boom, 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 boom. Because she was looking like you said, like she wanted to die. Like her feelings were hurt. (laughs) She was hurt. She didn't think she was not ready. She was not ready. No, she wasn't ready.
playing, you know what I mean? But I don't know, maybe we're not big enough where controversy sells for us. Because <laughs> if we make a post, people can go screenshot it and talk crazy about it. We're not going to make the news. So I guess when Cat rants, it makes the That's a whole other level of success. But, you know, yeah. for us regular people, we're thinking, you don't do that. You don't do right. that. You that amongst people. You know, you don't go in front of the world and say those things. <laughs> I, I, maybe I've I've had enough bad things said about me that I've, it's certain things I know I'm just not gonna like. Yeah, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And that's the truth. You know, more people need to think like that, in my opinion. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good way to close. You know what? Look, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say it. Like, remember that even when you it, even when you make it. <laughs> even when you make it. So it is time for some more music. This has been your hot topic, and we will see you next week. Um, and the next song is Dear R&B by uh, Raya J. A jam.
That it's been a while since we played that one too, so I appreciate you sliding that in for me. <laughs> All right. So for those of you just tuning in, we are getting ready to get into tonight's topic. It is Are We Too Woke? Are we as a community doing too much? Um, as always, I would love for you to give us a call and join the conversation as much as me, Wynn, and Kells enjoy chatting amongst ourselves. We love it more when you call us. So give us a call, 929-477-2304. Press the number one to let us know you have a comment, um, and we'll get you on lot. All right. So <clears throat> we often have how woke are we type conversations. <laughs> I don't think they always start out as we're too woke kind of conversations, but they often quickly end up as we are too woke. Um before we get down the rabbit hole of that, I just I will say I think on some situations we are too woke. Um, I also think that it depends a lot upon what's going on in the news. Um, what has us razzle dazzled at the time will depend. I mean, will determine how woke we decide we want to be, <laughs> um, which is hilarious to me. But um, I think woke has has gotten a lot watered down. We watered woke all the way down. And, yeah, that's kind of how I personally feel about woke uh, in our community. Kels, what about you? I know you you stay lit on your page. You do a lot of, uh, yeah. It, are we too woke? What you think? Who, <laughs> me? Yeah, you. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was coughing right when you did that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah. I'm definitely on, um, yes, there's a team to woke. Um, when, you know, I'm a big believer of having some type of tradition, some type of uh, routine, belief system. I just think that that just makes you a well-rounded person. And sometimes we get into this old knowledge and being woke that we retain so much stuff that it takes us out of who we who we've grown up to be, who we've learned to be, things that we do that, you know, are part of us. And I feel like if you and your family have something that you do, that becomes your tradition. It doesn't have to mean, you know, uh, something bad because you read about it. Like yeah. for instance, now we know what the N word means. Of course, yes. We shouldn't use it, but to say that, well, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna stop using the letter N altogether. To me, that's what I feel like <laughs> being too woke is. You know what I mean? <laughs> we take something that we learn and we try to make it so um, serious to get our point across that we lose what it was we were trying to say. Am I making sense? So yeah, I, I I'm a big believer in being too woke. One of one of the arguments that I get into it with uh, my so-called woke friends is the argument about <laughs> <laughs> Independence Day, the Fourth yeah. of July. Every year, <laughs> this is one of those super woke moments that I just don't, um, you know, I just don't think is that important. Um, I celebrate Juneteenth. I grew up celebrating it. So 
the Juneteenth movement wasn't a movement to me. We I, we we come from a small town, a predominantly white town, and it was a big to do. We had week long celebrations, like everybody, like the whole year was spent getting ready for So the whole argument of we should celebrate Juneteenth and not July Fourth just was never a part of. It was never a part of my life. It was never an argument. My dad is a veteran. I have several people in the family that are veterans, so we celebrated both. So you're not going to make me feel bad or that I'm not black or I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do because I celebrate the 4th of July. I live in America. I celebrate it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my example. That's my argument. <laughs> I'm going I'm to stop there. <laughs> All right. All right, all right. When? What about you, bro? Are we too woke? We crossed. We crossed the. We crossed the line a long time ago. To the point where yeah. I think. I, I think that. I, I think that we have become. Let me make up a word. Um, What, what's the word I'm trying to think of? I'm I'm trying to make up a word here, but I think what I'm trying to get is we we've become I think we've gotten to the point where we are hyper woke. Like we we make everything. We're hyper woke. Like we make a thing out of stuff that's not a thing. And then my my problem my not my problem my concern is that. But we get so tired from being intense about the thing that's not a thing that when the thing comes, <laughs> we don't have no game for, for the actual thing. And so, like, what are we really doing? Like, what, what are we really doing? I, I, I appreciate what we're doing. I, like you said, I appreciate, you know, trying to bring tradition, certain traditions, trying to bring back the historical context that have been lost. Um, that, you know, that we're trying to, you know, get people to have a a, a, a more positive purpose. But, again, I think now we're getting to the point where we're doing it to where we know, I know we're getting to the point where the very people who we we are supposed to be against, we are becoming. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. We were supposed to be lifting people up and now we spend all of our time putting everybody down or putting anybody or anybody who doesn't agree we put you down you know if you don't you know do what we do then you're not you know woke enough but you're not this you know um, if you study yeah. you know and god for lord i can just say, don't even put bring religion into the conversation you bring religion to the oh, conversation. That's a whole nother It's a whole nother, you know, now you're a plantation <laughs> slave and you are, you know, it's like, come on, really? Like, you know, how do we it ever, was- how do you ever expect to create community when all, when, when you spend the majority of your time trying to segregate yourself from the community who you're supposed to be trying to build up? Yep. Right. And- uh, Tay says on my live, she says, uh, uh, she said, Bishop, you better say that. But she said, <laughs> Some are so that they need to go back to sleep. Yeah, look, you guys take a nap. Like, you Long don't have nap. to go to sleep all the way, but take you a, a power nap at least because you need to calm down. 
think, yeah, with the whole religious thing, like I, it's crazy. Um, and a lot of times uh, I've gotten into arguments over religion because I come from a religious background, and I'm like, there's the people you're talking so bad about people, and there's people who are religious people who do so much to change the world and help people that I'm sorry that you haven't encountered them, mm-hmm. but you're tearing down people you don't even know, you know? <laughs> I'm like, it's so, it's crazy. I'm like, there's there's religious organizations that do a lot that work, and they don't speak about it. You know, yep. they do it because yep. that's, that's what they're doing. They <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and y'all up here fighting on Facebook, and you're not doing nothing, sitting on your behind, and haven't done nothing to change uh, our health. The people yep. that you're supposedly fighting for are trying to enlighten. You what, what are you enlightening us for? What are you are what are your intentions for enlightening us if we're not supposed to do anything with the information? <laughs> I completely agree. I remember quite a while ago, um, while back, years ago probably, um, my brother and I having a conversation about when he first woke up. Okay. Um, and I remember <laughs> this time because I hadn't woke up yet to the degree that he had. Brandon had gotten into reading everything. Everything, like everything. And every time we had a conversation, he was dropping knowledge, okay? Like, he was saying, let me put you to the corner, sis. We're going to talk. And, like, we would sit and literally talk for hours about, you know, all kinds of things. But it was a while, um, a little bit after that, and, you know, he's my brother. I'm always be woke with him, you know what I mean? Like, I always sit in the corner and be woke with you. But he said that when he was having conversations with other people, he had to realize that he should become that guy. And what he meant by that was that guy that has to give you all of the knowledge right now, hardcore, you must believe this, you can sleep so long, sister, let me wake you up. And when you're learning something, you're you're becoming a sponge for something, you want everyone to know because you're so passionate about it. Yeah. And I think yeah. a lot of the social media highlights the intro stage to wokeness because it gives us a platform to share what we've learned. So a lot of the times those people speak the loudest and the most often because it's what they're learning and have not completely processed the information. Mm-hmm. So that's why they go the arguments and it goes so deep and so crazy. And people are going, what? Because you're still learning. You haven't really got all of it yet. And you're just want everybody to know that you're not where you used to be. I'm learning new stuff and you just want everybody to know. But that can be rough sometimes when you're mixing and mingling with different levels. You know, we all on different levels. Yeah. That was interesting to me with perspective. <clears throat> Yeah, and that's, it's, that's real. That's real. That's and real. I, it, it, you it, know, it another another thing about being woke to me was why is it so angry? Like I'm like <laughs> I want things, and I feel like I was babies. You know how when babies wake up from a nap and they don't want nobody touching, they be out acting all cranky and stuff. <laughs> like yeah. some people act like that when they first first wake up, they just be mad. And I'm like, you don't have to. Scream at me to teach me something. I'm not going to be, you know, um, I'm not going to receive what you're saying in the right way if you're yelling at me. It's not it's not going to work. So, no, why are you waking up? Why are you so woke and so angry? You want to be mm-hmm. angry? Yeah. It's like, why would I want to 
upset? Why am I going to aspire to be this mad? Why am I going to repel people from me like this? Why is this the goal? I don't want to interact with people the way you interact with people. And that's not even a, a matter of I, I'm worried about how people perceive me. If I'm putting myself in, I'm saying myself, and I'm saying that in the regards of I'm thinking of how people would say that. But, you know, who would want to position themselves to be the the antagonist to every conversation? You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes let it roll for the sake of the rest of the conversation. We know. You woke. Okay. You know, like it's just one of those things that makes it difficult to interact. And then it's all of a sudden y'all just ain't ready because I don't want to argue with you in every interaction. You know, it's just, it's really, I don't think they hear themselves sometimes. <laughs> I just don't, I don't think they hear so, themselves. So there was, so a, there was a, couple, a couple of years, probably about 10 years ago, maybe, no, Maybe 15 years, 15 years ago, maybe I went through this thing where I wasn't celebrating holidays. You know, I had started <laughs> really, you know, looking at the, the roots of holidays, and I just felt mm-hmm. weird, you know, realized, understand that, you know, as I got into, you know, work, you know, some of the, the Greek mythology and blah, 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 all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I stopped celebrating holidays. Like, I have Christmas, nothing. And... I can remember having conversations with people, and they're like, "So why aren't you celebrating, you know, celebrating Christmas?" And I would go in because I'm not gonna bring <laughs> my gift to the the fertility guy. <laughs> and, and so, so there was a level of you know again uh, of, of, you know, of proselytization <laughs> happens, like you said, Q, as you learn something new. But over mm-hmm. time, I think what I just learned to do was. I learned to, like you said, like every, like Kelly said, everybody's not going to receive it. Like let people do them and just enjoy, enjoy them, and mm-hmm. enjoy the tradition. It's not hurting anybody. Like I'm like they, they not hurting nobody. I mean whatever. Um, and yeah, it, it, it just I think sometimes we just in our in our excitement to learn something new. And to question, you know, like ask critical questions of things that we might not have done before, we just take it too far. Um, and and for that, I do think that we need to, you know, practice grace with everybody. But at the same time, sometimes, like to Tay's point, like you just want to tell people to take a nap because I'm sure. I am. <laughs> I know. Let me just not say I'm sure. I was told several times to take a nap. <laughs> So, I, <laughs> <laughs> time my father told me, he was like, my father was like, boy, you better go somewhere and sit down. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, and then another thing, when people want to have all this knowledge, you want to be woke, you know, your third eyes open, with all yeah. that knowledge, you know, greater responsibility. So, yeah, yeah. why you want to, you know, you want to keep learning all the knowledge and stuff, that comes that that's responsibility. So why are you out here beating it over the head and, and trying to make people feel bad for not knowing what you know? You're really supposed to be sharing it in a way to get you teaching folks. Mm-hmm. You know, you so y'all miss like that. that part of the message. They miss y'all miss that when you learn all this stuff. You miss the part that you're supposed to teach it to somebody else. That don't mean just go out there and yell it from the, the mountaintops. That's not how you learn how to read. They didn't throw the books at you, hit you upside your head with it. 
to be celebrate. <laughs> like, yeah. come on now. We got to, yeah, you have to be, you have to, it, it just, it, it, we have to do some changes. Those of us who, who, who you know, who can't, who can't be nice about being woke, really need to think about the knowledge that you're holding, that you're gaining. Q, you have a comment? Yes, I did, and it actually aligns right with what you just said. David joins us tonight. Again, shout-out to David. Appreciate you for hanging with us. Um, Right. He says, I don't think anyone can be too woke, kind of like by being educated or information. For me, it's what are we or you doing with your wokeness? And that aligns exactly with you. Who are you teaching? Who are you waking up right along with you in your process? Um, that matters. It does matter. Because if you just woke out by yourself, you know, you're not making it any way appealing for me to join you, there's, that's a problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And I feel um, like... And I just, I just want to put out an example for the people. If you're wondering what too woke is, if you, speaking of eyes, if you start replacing every I, the single, like the letter I with the word I, you um, are so up. <laughs> you don't realize how difficult it is to read your post with I is every other. Stop it. Stop it. For me, yeah, that's too woke. That's too woke. Why are you replacing the word? I mean, it doesn't even make sense. Does that sound knowledgeable? Do you, do you think your ancestors want to, you think your ancestors are proud of you by using the word I? No. By you confusing people no. with your word? <laughs> that is too well. Go back. I cannot. I just want to stop it. <laughs> Find everybody. Everybody says stop it.
same thing happened to, you know, people that have, you know, um, converted to Muslims. And I can't, you know, that I cannot down. Now, if waking up means you ch- you do a 360 and you become a better man, I mean, this yeah. guy, this man, a complete 60, went from game banging to, to, you know, going to church, reading the Bible, taking care of his kids, uh, found a job. I mean, complete 360. See, by all means, brother, please <laughs> wake up. But that's, you know, that. If that if that's what it takes to get you to be where you need to be as a human being and and to be a, a good person, yeah, I'm all for it. But if mm-hmm. you just, to me, if you using it to tear other people down, because you know there's just people out there that are to me they're just miserable and they're just rude. So it's almost like I don't know, and it's hard not to get religious, but I don't know if you guys have heard how sometimes church um, it, you may have distractions. Like when we were growing up, we learned that some things that are distracting in church are not always of church. So you know, you may have somebody who who's shouting out to the service, they're shouting all the time, or they're uh, mm-hmm. you know always disrupted, falling out, something like that. It always happens during the message or doing something. Yeah, it may seem like church, but really that's a distraction to keep you yep. from hearing the message. So. Some of these woke people, some some people, well, I think when they get to where we feel like they're too woke to where they're distracting us from where we need to be, then we just have to take it as, okay, that's just, it's just a distraction and we have to just, you know, like I've had to block people, you know, ignore yep. them. I don't hear that. You you get me off my path because all you're doing is antagonizing <laughs> or making me bad. So I've done the same thing. Yep. I think we probably... <laughs> that's three and others as well. Like you've got to maintain your own levels of peace, um, and recognize that everywhere, everyone isn't always in the same space on their walk. So, whatever mm-hmm. I'm holding on to, I could be holding on to for different reasons than what you're holding on to it, or for reasons why it was so easy for you to let go. Our experiences right. <clears throat> determine what we hold on to or what we're so willing to let go. So, you know, going back and forth with someone about their experiences, trying to prove a person's experience is false or non-existent, then you're making a person defensive. There's no reception of information being shared. There's no transfer happening. It's I'm throwing stuff at you, you're throwing stuff at me, and nothing's getting in. So, you know, I think we have to really be mindful of the types of conversations we're choosing to engage in. Like, is this even something, the whole choose your battles thing? Like, is this something that is right. even worth going, you know, discussing? Because if, if it were me, would you be able to change my mind? Like, those are the types of questions I ask myself before I start engaging with the person. If this were me, and I had said what this person just said, would I honestly be willing to hear another point? If I in myself can say, no, nah, probably not, I'm going to move on. I'm just going to accept that as their truth and keep it pushing. That's not my place to change your truth. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of the time that's what happens when we start having these deeper levels of conversation. It's hard to determine which ones we should discuss and which we should just absorb and keep it moving. There, There is a difference. <clears throat> Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. You, and, and picking your battles is definitely a good point. <laughs> it is woke conversation. Is it really woke? I've learned, 
I think I've I've learned. I've, if it's one thing I've learned, and I'm trying to improve it, is to not give my opinion unless I'm invited to give it. Mm. Mm. Say that. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. <laughs> everybody, yeah, everybody doesn't. You know, I might have an opinion. I might be even right, but until I'm invited to give that opinion, because the invitation then lets me know that the person is either prepared to receive it, wants to receive it, is interested in receiving, or at least is considering something. Receiving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, does that I'm mean you do that personal interactions, or is that generally social media also? I have a clarifier for that. I, I needed some in, some understanding. Now, do you do that on your one-on-one conversations with people, or do you pretty much wait for the invite even on, like, discussion posts and things like that? Or do you assume because it's out there, it's open for discussion? How do you how do you turn so, Yeah, so the for invite? Me, if it's a, in, in my personal relationships, definitely. Um, but even in those, uh, oh, this is a conversation I had earlier um, today um, with, with my big brother was that I think that I'm at the stage of my life where um, where the types of relationships that I want, the type of close relationships that I want, um, that that's an expectation. But mm-hmm. if so in my so in those relationships, I think that expectation. First of all, I still wait for the invite, but it's expected that we have those types of conversations on social media. Yeah. If it's, if it's a conversation that I'm not invited to a- answer and I think that, you know, the person is not interested or I can, you know, I can discern that, you know, that they're not ready to listen or if I'm seeing them and I see that what they're doing is, you know, then I, I disengage it. I just, I don't even waste mm-hmm. my energy anymore because mm-hmm. you don't want to have a, you don't want to have a conversation to learn. You want to have a conversation to banter, to argue, and I don't. I got too much to do for that. Yeah. yeah. David just kind of nutshelled what you just said. Um, he says, "Yes, definitely depends on who we want to give our energy to, because some like the idea of being more woke, but don't want the work that it takes to achieve it." Um, that was a, that was a good word right there. It's, it's, yeah. 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 And, and you know what, and the last thing, and I know we got to go, and I'm, so I'm going to let Kel close it, is that I think one of the mistakes that we make, all of us, religious, woke, all of us, non-religious, whatever, um, is that we forget that the best way to influence anybody's change or to influence anybody's anything two ways is, number one, to show them that what we're doing is working, and number two, to have a relationship with them so that they are interested in or trust when we say something. Mm-hmm. I trust mm-hmm. you. If I trust you. If I have a relationship with you and I see it's working in your life, then I'm a whole lot more receptive to what you got to say. But if I have no relationship and I see that what you're saying isn't even working for you, what the heck I want to listen to anything you got to say for. Yes. I'm good, love. Enjoy. That's how I feel about it. Right. <laughs> you can have you, I, I don't have anything to add to that. Yeah, that that's basically it. <laughs> that right there. If Joe B. 
Shelby yep. Baby the Tail. Shelby Baby the Tail. But you know what? One thing I I did want to say real quick that was funny when you were saying that you were trying to look for a word for hyper woke. It may be you remember on the cartoons when the the uh, like on Tom and Jerry when they were trying to stay they were trying to stay up or stay woke. They had the toothpick in their eyes and their eyes be all bloodshot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now that's too woke.
<clears throat> all right, all right. That was Mr. Ramondis Moore with Holy is the Name. And I think, as always, Wynn sets us up with our music to get us right on in the right frame of mind for Mother Maybelline, and we appreciate that. Um, this evening, we are talking about those good old wardrobe changes. And I don't think she's talking about that good fashion show change. I think she is talking about a whole other kind of situation when she says we need wardrobe changes. So I am going to hush my mouth and let the elders speak to us for the one time. Um, without further ado, Scoop Nation, Scoop Fam, friends and family, visitors and friends alike, <laughs> uh, welcome Mother Maybelline to Scoop Radio. How you doing, Sugar? How you doing, Sugarfoot? I am wonderful. I'm over Radio show. So my live viewers, 
do me a favor and hit that like button and click share. You know we are on the Scoop Radio Show every Tuesday night. Mother Maybelline's on every other Tuesday night, but you can catch it every Tuesday night from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time by calling in at 929-477-2304. Don't get bougie on me and act like you don't know what four is. It's the number that comes after three and before five with your sedated self, okay? Now, tonight we are talking about a wardrobe change. Honey, I figured we would all enjoy this because, baby, we love some fashion, honey. You see what I'm wearing right now, honey, with this peacock print. It's gold and got roses and just laid. This is 14 karat gold. Come on, no. I'm just telling you right now, child. Now, look here. We talking about a wardrobe change. Y'all know how it is for the fellas and the ladies. You know, you get a good old pair of shoes on, honey, some stilettos that fit you just right, baby. And can't nobody tell you nothing when you get to walking down that sidewalk, honey. Mm-hmm. You done stirred up the whole atmosphere. No, you looking snatched. Is that the word, y'all? Snatched. Yeah. <laughs> Should I do my hand when I say it? Snatched. Mm-hmm. With the head tilt. Now, come on now. Brothers, you know what I'm yeah. talking about now. That fleshly made suit that you had tailor made to fit your body, honey, and them Stacy Adams shoes that you slide on. Can't nobody tell you nothing, honey, walking around looking like mm-hmm. you look. Big Luther, not little Luther. I like Big Luther. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not the keto diet. Not the Luther that went on the keto diet. No shame on keto. That was the first thing that came to mind. I don't need nobody getting sensitive now. Going to eat your pork rinds and your gravy and whatnot. Now, I'm talking about a wardrobe change, okay? Sometimes it's time to change into something new, particularly, let's say, if you're at a wedding, maybe you got your little dress on if you're the bride, and honey, then you're going to go and change into something for the reception. You might have two, three, four, five outfits. Q, I think you was just in a fashion show. When you work that runway, you got to have a wardrobe change in between if you're going to wear more than one outfit. Am I right or am I right? Sometimes you got to change in clothes, honey. Mm-hmm. Tonight, this ain't that kind of wardrobe change. I need you to use your metaphorical mind with me tonight. We're talking about clothes and, and all that good stuff. What I'm talking about when I talk about your clothes tonight is your character. Mm. Mm. I don't I don't know. I don't see all my hearts and my thumbs went away. Nobody hit like a nothing. I don't know if that hurts somebody's feelings or what. But the wardrobe is your character tonight. Mm. We're going to talk about a wardrobe change. Who needs to change clothes? Raise your hand. Oh, okay. I see a couple of hands out there. Some of y'all know what time it is. Now, now listen to what I'm talking about here. There are some things that we are wearing that are stained. Now, how often are you – I know I'm not the only one this happened to. As soon as I put on an outfit that's white, what happened to that joke? Bang. You dropped something, sugar. I could wear navy blue. I could wear dark brown, emerald green. Honey, I'd never get a stain on my clothes, but let me put on some white. Honey, oh, I done spilled toothpaste on me. I done spilled some spaghetti sauce, some coffee, everything all on that dirty shirt. Now, you tell me something. How long? Yeah, baby, you go right in here. I'm talking to great, great grandbaby ass out that chicken and <laughs> You go right on here, sugar. Don't burn your head now. You can't holler on the lie, Grandma. I'm a working now. All right. Now, if you got on a shirt or something, 
and you and you got a stain on it, you're going to take it off. Am I right or am I wrong? You're going to put on something a little bit more suitable for the occasion. That's like if you're going to step out and hear some live music and grab you a cocktail or something, your show ain't going to go out in no raggedy clothes. You're going to go on your best. So talking about that wardrobe change, and again, we're talking about your character. Tell me why is it when we see those stains in our character that we carry so blatantly, like that white shirt with all that spaghetti sauce and that coffee stain, why are we not changing that? Mm. I'll wait. <laughs> I need an answer, honey. All these folk in here, nobody got no answer. Why is it that we can highlight all of our strengths, all of our strong points, honey? I can tell you that I'm a good speaker, honey, that I got Indian in my family and head has come waving down my back, honey. I can tell you that my credit score is 1,200. Is that even possible? I don't know, Richard Burns. I can tell you so many wonderful, strong things about myself and go on and on and on and on. But as soon as I find a stain or a blemish, I want the conversation to be short. Mm. Ain't that interesting? <laughs> You get a memory lapse. You get short-term memory lapse. Some of y'all literally get amnesia when it's time to reflect on your mess and your negative weaknesses. Now, I'm not trying to beat you down and make you feel bad. Everybody's got a weakness. The problem is some of you won't accept it. So you're walking around with same clothes because you won't just go into your closet and meditate and self-reflect and, and look at yourself and just take it off, baby, and put on something new. Hmm. I mean, how long are you going to wear backbiting? Mm-hmm. You know, just how long do you plan to wear your negative attitude? And I don't want to be mean to nobody, but being messy is getting out of style. How long are you going to wear that shirt? Mm-hmm. Oh, let me say that again. Somebody over there. Being messy is out of style. How long? You gonna wear that shirt, honey? It's not flat. Mm. How long you gonna just be bitter? When you gonna let it go? Are you gonna keep that stained outfit on? It's time for a wardrobe change. Somebody wearing that same outfit you've been wearing for ten years, carrying them same skeletons in your pocket, not in your closet, in your pants pocket, because you wanna wear them same old. Tired britches, that same old sorrow from whatever heartbreak you experienced, honey, that same old resentment for whatever woman you let come in and break your heart, and you don't want to let her come back three times, bruh. I don't know how to How long are you going to wear that outfit? Uh oh. <laughs> I believe somebody right now is looking in their closet mm-hmm. mentally and they thinking about, you know what? I wouldn't walk around with physical clothes on the stain physically stained clothes, so why in the world would I walk around with a blended skeleton like that's inside? I'm just asking a question, y'all. I ain't trying to hurt nobody's feelings. But it's time for a wardrobe change. It's time mm-hmm. for you to put some of that down. Some of you feel sorry for yourself every chance you get. Baby, you're hoping for a chance to feel sorry for yourself. And even more irritating, you're hoping for an opportunity to then post said sorrow on social media so everybody else that don't know no better, going to go on and give you a big spoonful of attention while you're feeling sorry for yourself. I don't feel sorry for you if you ain't went to go change your wardrobe. You ain't even tried. Because, baby, all that's going to do is feed into that blemish, and it's going to get bigger and bigger, that stain. Huh? When mm-hmm. you going to change that wardrobe? 
Now, somebody on my live just said, some people, Halima, some people their entire life walking around mad at the world. That is so true, but I don't want you to miss the point. Every one of you and me is walking around with something that you need to clean up. I don't care who y'all. There's a part of your wardrobe, baby, that you just can't fit no more that you don't have grew. But you keep trying to squeeze hey. back into them old habits. Go on and throw the, out, the whole outfit away. Is that what y'all say? Throw the whole outfit away. And go on and get you something new. It's time for a wardrobe change. Okay? Some of y'all verbally saying you done moved on and grew past certain stages in your life. And I know it's time for me to wrap up. And you're kind of like, oh, my goodness, I don't know where that came from. I didn't know I was that person anymore. You know why? Because you didn't actually throw that outfit away. You just put it yeah. tucked up somewhere where you could still access it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time for a wardrobe change now. When are we going to finally move on and get into something better? You can't walk the runway. Let me tell you something. You can't go. I guarantee that fashion show that Q is out. Shout out to Lakeitha Reduce and uh, Back to My Roots Clothing for a wonderful show. I saw uh, reviews on Facebook. But you can't go to know, uh, and I know I said a name wrong. Charge it to my heart, to my head, and not no. my heart. Sugar. Don't come for me, though, because right. maybe we'll fight you and your whole family, Miss Deuce. Stay where you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say the last thing before I get off. You can't go to no 2018 fashion show wearing some 1923 get-up. Now, you can if that's the theme, but I got news for you. Living in your past, living in your old dirt, living in them old messy stained clothes, baby, that ain't in style no more. Mm-hmm. If you are over the age of 25, I'm I'm sorry to say, you surely know the difference in right and wrong, and maybe younger than that, but I'm going to give you a chance to kind of get your emotional and mental state together. 25 plus, it ain't no more excuses, baby. Just like you change your clothes when it's a stain on it when you go to work, that negative mm-hmm. attitude, that bitterness, honey, that backbiting, that lying, that gossiping, all that negative, 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 baby, throw that outfit away. We don't want to see it no more, okay? That's all Maybelline got for you, and I mean that with all sincerity and all love. Everybody yeah. watching this video and hearing my voice tonight, including myself, we got something that we can clean up. Now, if you ain't going to walk around tomorrow with a white shirt on with all kind of food splattered on your shirt, only somebody going to do that is somebody about to work a doggone Tide commercial tomorrow. Ooh. Now, look here now before I get off. I don't know who this is that just hopped on my live. Their name is Flavio Herrera, and I ain't trying to be funny, but they're speaking a language I don't know. If by chance... You are a hacker, honey. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus and plead the blood, Flavio. <laughs> now, unless you're going to share my video in whatever country you add, don't come from up, Maybelline. Girl, I'm international. Y'all need to quit now. Take that chair for so mother can go international. <laughs> I'm going to have to hit that translation button, y'all. I love y'all, and you know I'm going to be back Tuesday next. Y'all keep pressing and make sure your wardrobe look right. All right, now? Yes. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> Hilarious. She said, if you ain't going to share it, don't talk about it. Hush. Um, <laughs> that, that was good. That was good. Very good. Mother. That was good. All right. <laughs> close it out. We got seven, eight minutes. Mother, you got to stop trying to fight everybody, though. You got to, Mother can't fight everybody. All right. <laughs> She don't snap back like she used to. We're going to have to keep those in moderation. We can't be snapping off on folks like that. Right. Mm -mm. Uh, 
Well, I guess I, I got to start it off. Um, I had a good time tonight, like always. Uh, let's see. I don't know if I don't think I have anything coming up right now. Stay tuned for you know all new fashions coming from Curvy Kitten, of course. Make sure you stand and look out for Nuva Exposure Magazine too. I write for them, so when I ask y'all to read my articles, please do that. And have a blessed and productive week. Thank okay, you. so I guess now. Um, <laughs> thank you to everyone who happened to have came out this past Sunday to the Back to My Roots fashion show. I know I mentioned that the prior two weeks. It was bomb.com. Super fun. Um, go to my page. We've got videos there. But thank you for coming and supporting that. Um, again, like I said, during my segment, please go to elegancebydesign.com. Check out the products. You can go to my page and see pics. I've also got an Elegance by Design Facebook page. If you have not liked it, please do that. Share it with the natural friend that you may have. Fellas, if you got a boob, you got a sister, you got a coworker, you know a woman who wants healthy hair, share the link to my page in her inbox so that she can get on this good train. Um, yeah, that's what I have. <laughs> Y'all have a really, really, really good week. <laughs> Let me say this. On behalf of James, Kelly, <laughs> Anybody else? You go on that girl on that woman, she's new page and say something crazy. It's gonna be on. <laughs> it is. <laughs> You're right. I'm just gonna put it. Don't be on that woman page and talk crazy. I got you, James. I got you back. You ain't got to yeah, worry about I appreciate it. your respectful appreciation yeah. on you know, just piggybacking on what Will said. I think that win is saying respectful appreciation. <laughs> Y'all put some respect on that. That's a married woman. Yeah. That's my sister. Yeah. yeah. And Appreciate same thing that. with Kel's page. Don't be on Kel's page doing nothing crazy. Because I cut no, Listen, I lay down. I, I put my Jesus piece on. Hey, thank you. Y'all can flirt on my page. Do whatever you, you want. Yeah, they, can bring no, it they can flirt. They can flirt. Just don't be in flirting on my page. Now y'all can flirt on Kel's page. She she's not married, but don't be don't don't be on there saying nothing disrespectful is all I'm saying. Oh yeah, don't you say something disrespectful. I'll come for you. They'll come for you, but yeah, I'll come I... for you too. <laughs> <laughs> and don't be on my page flirting. Don't be on my page flirting either.
that I can guarantee you from the moment you walk in the door, you will be um, you'll be proud of it. You'll enjoy it. You will be built up. You will have fun. You'll dance. You might cry, which is, but it'd be good crying. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're trying. Our goal is to make a difference in the life of every single person that comes. So y'all go to, again, go to www.levelupchicago.com and, again, and take a look at the website. As Kel's already said, if you haven't gone to um, check out Nouveau Exposure Magazine, do that. Um, it's, you know, Sharonda and the team, including Kel, they do a phenomenal job um, of giving you all information, pertinent information about faith, um, about parenting, about shopping, about makeup, about being a mother, um, about your money, uh, exercise, nutrition, like uh, everybody does a phenomenal job. So go to newboatexposure.org and check out our magazine. Uh, and then last but definitely not least, if you're looking to um, advertise with us, then you can see me. We've got some specials going on right now. Um, since it's my birthday month, I'm doing a birthday special. Um, but, again, you want to see me immediately because it only lasts for the month of September. Um, we're looking for um, a couple of new sponsors. And then if you want to sponsor for the conference, then um, you can either go to the website or see me as well. Um, so, again, uh, you can email me at globaldriveradio at gmail.com. New music. Also, again, if you are an independent artist and you got new music, send it to us. We want to play it. Just like you heard tonight, we want to support you and your craft. Uh, we're looking for all genres. We're looking for all genres to send us the radio edited versions, um, and we will support your music. So other than that, um, I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Great show tonight, Kill. Thank you. I appreciate you guys, you ladies, excuse me. I appreciate everybody on our live, Mother Maybelline. Um, kudos to you. Good job. To all of our, again, callers, listeners, everybody, thank you um, for always supporting us. Thank you for um, continuing to grow with us. Thank you for engaging us in conversation because that is how we grow. Um, so, yeah, have a good night. Have a good rest of your week. We'll be back next Tuesday. Um, and, oh, and if you don't follow us on social media, again, Follow us on Facebook, um, either at Global Drive uh, Network page, Super Radio Show page, um, or you can follow one of us. We got Instagram, Global Drive Network, Twitter, Global Drive Team. But follow us on social media so you don't miss anything. So, all right, with that, y'all have a good rest of your night, have a good rest of your week, and remember uh, that as Carol says, that listen. Um, actually tell them that this is it's about keeping your peace and it's about becoming a better person. And so that's what we hope for each and every one of you. Have a good night. And pull it together, baby. If this is goodbye, I want one less try. You just can't give up. Can't you see the tears in my eyes? Tell me what to do now. Tell me what to do now.